0: Are we good? Okay. Hello, this is Dr. Barbara Kiel. Actually, a lot of my clients prefer to call me Dr. Bibi, and I quite like it, to be honest, because I think there is a ring to it. Dr. Bibi, don't you think? Anyways, you are listening to my podcast, To Be Honest, a podcast which will show you how easy it is to be honest. What? You don't believe me? Well, stick around and me and my co-host will show you exactly how it's done. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. BB. Today is Australia Day. And for my Australian audience, happy Australia Day. All right. Now let us set the energy of the episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. Now take a deep breath in And let it out with a sigh. Now let your thoughts go. Let your past go. And take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light and know that you are safe and all is well and so it is take another deep breath in let it out with a sigh and when you are ready slowly open your eyes all right. Now, last week, I recapped on attention, appreciation, and acceptance. And I promised your audience that I will spend time today to talk about affection and allowance. And so this is exactly what I'm going to do. Now, if you remember, in the allowance episode, I mentioned that we are all fallible human beings. Being fallible, that means we will make mistakes and we got to accept the fact. And when we do, learn from it, apologize if we need to, forgive ourselves if we need to, and then move on. Several audience asked me why allowance is a need. The simple answer would be because if we do not allow ourselves to be human, being fallible, then we will try to be a perfectionist. And then as time goes on, it's not going to help our psyche. And we will suffer from psychology for sure. And the most important reason is because if we do not make mistakes we will not be able to grow and develop to be the best version of ourselves. And for a lot of people they spend a lot of their energy unnecessarily to be perfect to do everything perfectly and make sure that they do not make any mistakes so that they won't be laughed at or whatever the consequences that they might think is going to happen to them. Well, to be honest, that is not the way to live. And I'm sure you will agree with me. So what about affection? And I'm referring to loving and romantic relationships in our life. This is the piece of the information that I have not referred to you during the episode of affection. So I want to share it with you here today. Now, if you do not remember anything from this episode, I want you to remember this the quality of your life is the quality. Of your relationships. So I repeat, the quality of your life is the quality of your relationships. And it is true because it has been empirically studied that those people who are happier they tend to have healthy loving relationships in their life. And more importantly, I also want to emphasize that, A relationship is a place you go to give and not a place you go to get. Well, okay, I'm sure a lot of you are asking, what do I mean by that? It is everything to do with our relationship, stresses, or myths about relationships and love. So allow me to share the knowledge with you. And then I will circle back to this statement of a relationship is a place we go to give. And it's not a place you go to get. So first of all, let me bring your attention to what are some of your relationship stresses. Number one, are you aware of the state of your mind that you bring into your relationships? Now, mind you, I'm not here to make any one of you wrong. That is not my intention. However, we have to take accountability and to be conscious and mindful so that when the relationship is not going well, all we do is to point a finger. So one way of doing that and I'm going to provide you with a tool is to examine some myths of love and ask yourself, do I have one of those or a lot of those? So here are some of the more common myths of love. Number one, if only I had a relationship, then I would be happy. Again, there's a science that I am sharing with you, audience. Actually, some years ago, There is a research paper. It said that people that are happy with their relationships, they are already happy people. So in other words, if you are not really happy right now, and if you believe in the myth that if only you had a relationship, or the other person is going to make you happy. So no wonder you go into a relationship to get happiness instead of sharing your own happiness with the other person? Well, to be honest, why so many people bought into this myth is because of the second myth. And that is, I am in charge of people's feelings. And I have news for you audience, nobody is responsible for other people's feelings. Now having said that, that means nobody is responsible for your feelings as well. And the former first lady of the United States said it so eloquently, nobody can make you feel what you don't already feel. In other words, nobody can make you feel small or hurt or rejected or abandoned if you don't already possess those feelings. And the key is to heal them, process those feelings and not rely on your loved one or another person to make you feel better. Now, of course, I am not saying that we have not been taught to think we are responsible for other people's feelings and vice versa, because when we are young, we, I am pretty sure, majority of us have been told by our parents or authorities saying, oh, stop it, you make me so mad. We have all heard that before, isn't it? In school or in our homes. So now that you know better, you have to do better. Otherwise, you will bring all that into your relationship and it's not healthy. And most likely, it will create codependent relationships and you don't even know why. And this myth... I am in charge of people's feelings could be the culprit or at least one of the culprits. All right, so I have a really good one for you. The third common myth of love is the depth of love is measured by the intensity of obsession with the loved one. Really? Are you kidding me? That is not love. That is stalking. So remember this, ladies and gentlemen. Obsession is not love. And another common myth of love. Well, the Beatles wrote a song about it. And that is, yes, you guessed it. All you need is love. No, love is not enough. Okay? I'm telling you now. And that is why I get a lot of people who are involved in a very unhealthy relationship is because of this myth. They believe that the depth of love is the willingness to endure pain and hardship for the sake of the relationship, no matter what. And guess what? That is why a lot of people have difficulties in leaving an abusive relationship. Now, of course, I'm not saying that this is the only reason why they choose to stay in an unhealthy abusive relationship. But this myth is definitely one of the causes. Now, my dear audience, the next myth is also very common. Because if you hear people say, oh, we have been together for so long, and we don't argue, we hardly have any conflict, They say it as if it's a good thing. I have news for you. It is not necessarily a good thing. Why? Because we are all different. All relationships, even the most successful ones, have conflict. Think about it. How could you not? It is unavoidable. Because when you don't have conflict there is a possibility that either one party is not telling the truth or both parties are trying to hide their opinions, their ideas, viewpoints, thinking that they don't want to hurt their partner, i.e., remember the other myth I just mentioned, because they are afraid To hurt them, they think that they are in charge of their partner's feelings and they don't tell the truth in order to avoid all conflicts. Fortunately, research shows that it's not the appearance of conflict but rather how it's managed that predicts the success or failure of a relationship. We say manage conflict rather than resolve because relationship conflict is natural and has functional positive aspects that provide opportunities for growth and understanding. Understanding not just about the other party but also about ourselves. Besides, to be honest, there are Problems that you just won't be able to solve due to natural personality differences between you and your partner. However, if you can learn to manage those problems in a healthy way, I guarantee you your relationship will succeed. So I'm sure you are asking, hey, Dr. BB, so what could we do when we encounter conflict with our partners. And here is what I will teach you. The very first step in effectively managing conflict is to identify and counteract the four horsemen. Now, this concept, I have to give credit to Dr. John Gottman, who is one of my teacher's from the Gottman Institute. They have done over 40 years of research with thousands of couples and has proven a simple fact that successful couples manage conflict by avoiding the four horsemen. Well, actually, Dr. Gottman called it The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse is a metaphor depicting the end of times in the New Testament. And they describe conquest, war, hunger, and death, respectively. So when they use this metaphor to describe communication styles, according to their research, can predict the end of a relationship, believe it or not. So I'm sure you are eager to find out what are the four horsemen. Now, since our time together is almost up, I shall talk about the four horsemen in the next episode. So until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. you can find this podcast to be honest on apple podcast spotify and my website www.drbarbarakiao.com d r b a r b a r a k i a o.com